0: that's chumbacasino.com.
1: No purchase necessary. Dw Group. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. All right. So that was the interview with uh, Ben Miller, champion. He was a little nervous, but he did a good job with it. You know, he's one of the cats who's been he's been with us from the beginning. Uh, you know, he he, he 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 made me sound like he, he he was probably just picking them colors to try to figure out the teams and everything else. But he always enjoys it. Um, and is and involved in it. And one, of the reason why, like I told him, the reason why we do it, which the reason why we started doing this is because we want to be engaged with folks who are listening to us, engaging us, and so it's always, always fun. Uh, we also want to put a shout-out to Maurice Red, who came in second um, and, and won the second-place prize. You know, Moe was a regular. He had a, he, uh, he had fun with it. Um, uh, he'll be getting that uh, that that, that, uh, that fire uh, HD there that will be sitting up there so he can he can, he can catch up a little bit, and then yours truly took the third place spot, which means it goes to no one. We we you you get nothing. I was I was the one <laughs> RCT cat to hold it down, to hold the fort down. I don't know where Phil was. The Phil was at the bottom. Uh, I don't know. The game changer was in it for a minute, uh, and I just had to I had to backwards against the wall. They were coming through the door. I was the last one left to hold on to that third spot, so that thing will hold out until next year somebody to try and come back and see if they can get it again that's kind of how we do it if we take all three spots no prizes go out you know if we take two spots only one gonna go out it's kind of how it goes so Hank there was our winner you know we were able to put a bow on it uh (laughs) he was he was he was a little bit nervous but yeah you know he uh you know he's a Chicago you know Chicago type guy so you know he loved the Loyola run
2: you can't be mad at him, you know. You talk <laughs> about you held on that third spot, and the sad thing about it is I was a point out of first before the championship game. And look at <laughs> it, then the bottom fell out. But uh, you know, congratulations to him. You, you know, and he should feel doubly proud, especially with with how wacky this tournament went, you know. Yeah. To to find his way and claw his way to the top the way this tournament went this year. Yeah, he he looked like a serious prognosticator there.
1: Well, you know, you know, uh we're gonna put a bow on that and uh, you know, uh again, uh I wanna thank uh you know Carbon will Health and uh Orange Street uh storehouse for sponsoring this year. We're gonna come back next year better than ever. We got a few more wrinkles. Some of you are listening. Um you should also know we'll be talking a lot more about the R S G live lounge. Uh, where we're going to have this this private space, uh, subscription space, where we'll be doing a lot of our interviews. And uh, 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 we've been uh, posted on our our Facebook page um, and sharing uh, where we're going to be doing some stuff. So we got things moving around here. We're moving stuff to the next level. Um, We're creating uh, what we think is the ultimate space for, uh, you know, folks who want to talk sports, engage with athletes, engage with, people in the world of sports we're going to be growing that space block by block just like we did this um and so uh pay attention to all the stuff that's going on um that'll be a space where we launch um our rsg tourney challenge next year so um a lot's gonna be going on in that space so make sure you pay attention uh go and check us out uh real sports guys on facebook on twitter um on instagram you'll get uh all the information on this new uh, uh, live Lounge, folks have been asking me about it because since I posted it, um, you know, I'm always cooking something up. We're going to turn our attention, you know, even though, as you all know, we have several different um, podcasts on our RSG platform. This is obviously one mic. This is where, you know, once we enter the cypher, we're going to go deep on a topic or two and really try to get into it a little bit more than we do, kind of hitting some of the Kind of surface area conversations we might have to open. Uh, then we have uh, Hustle and Flows. Uh, that's Marcus and uh, Stay Cool. They intersection between hip hop and sports. We have a big show with myself, Marcus, and Phil, where it's kind of like uh, I say it's kind of like a, a faculty seminar in a barbershop. You know, we're going to hit you some intelligent thoughts, but it could get some energy like the barbershop where we might have to bring out our dog cocaine because somebody said the wrong thing. So it, it can get wild. We never know what you know at the barbershop, you never know what's gonna happen. What's somebody gonna say? That's that one. And then we have inside the park that our brother Hank here does, I think, you know, is trying to bring back the life and the character and the stories of baseball just beyond the analytics, it's not about just the data, it's about the people in it. And so I thought we'd do a little bit of baseball tidbits. Uh some some tidbits some tibets tidbits and tiblets. I don't know what I'm talking about, but I, I did, that was the segment we talked about. <laughs> but we got a couple of things that kind of rose here, kind of teasers to whenever you get a chance to hear Hank in the inside the park, um, you'll get some. But some stuff just rose up. I was like, man, I need to talk to Hank about this because this is just crazy. So the first topic, Hank, I want to talk about. Now, we've had a whole bunch of stuff about Native American mascots. I mean, nothing bigger than what's happening in Washington, the defiance of the owner, the whole thing about it. And for a long time, Cleveland kind of hung under there. But And I always thought the Cleveland mascot was probably the most offensive mascot of all. Um, it kind of hung on there. Baseball had been working on Cleveland um, and trying to work on behind the scenes, trying to negotiate the ball club, a process of trying to take the image out. And they've done, they've started that phase. Um, and so it, at the recently, uh, uh, opening of the season, I believe it was opening night. Um, you had, you still have some protests from folks from native American community and some of the reaction by the Cleveland fans to these folks was just like, we turned it back the clock. And so, you know, Hank is kind of our, our, baseball person. And I don't know how much you kind of looked into this or whatever, but what is going on in Cleveland? And you know, you know it's in what? Midwest City. Somebody get cut.
2: <laughs> yeah, you know, and the thing is about this one is that it, it it really flies in the face of what everybody is talking about, okay? There is a campaign going on. For those who don't know, you know, the Cleveland Indians mascot is Chief Wahoo. And if you don't know what Chief Wahoo looks like, he's a grinning Indian that that's on the, that that's their their logo okay he's a grinning indian and they've had him on the caps and stuff and he's been around there for years very offensive in my opinion to native americans okay but the cleveland indian organization chose not to put chief wahoo on the uniform anymore they're just going to go with the c and everything which is you know pc and everything the cleveland fans and I, I was thrown by this i saw t-shirts are being printed up My Cleveland fans saying, keep Chief Wahoo. Keep Chief Wahoo. Are are you kidding me? Are you serious? Today, you know, when you got teams that, you know, and like I said, I'm not Native American. I can understand it, okay, being African-American. I can understand uh, the the offenses that's being thrown to you if you want to throw any other way around it. But, like, you have not just with Cleveland – you have you have uh, a faction down in Atlanta that's trying to get the Braves to change the name of their team. Now that one is a little bit more sketchy, you know. The Brave is the name of an Indian warrior, but you know they they it's not it's not the Redskins, it's not the Indians. You're not really tearing the people up so much. But you had schools, you know, colleges change for less. But this one, this one. It's crazy because you got a faction down there in Cleveland that are battling uh, people because they want to keep this racist derogatory logo on the uniform, and they're fighting for. It's the craziest thing I've ever heard. It, but I, and, and I'm sorry, I can't help it. I'm from Michigan. I'm not. I shouldn't be surprised with anybody from Ohio doing something <laughs> like that. <but> I digress.
1: <laughs> I'll wait for you to throw a shot. Yeah, You're better.
2: Cleveland. It
1: you're better than that.
2: You got <laughs> you to got, be. Come on, look. I, I, look, this is this. You're gonna have to come. They, they're gonna have to come out the dark ages. This one is stupid. Okay. This one is real. The fans. You're making. I'm sorry to tell you. You're really making yourselves look real, real ignorant with this one. Okay. Look at your logo look at your logo um i don't know D, did you happen to look at um um what's the brother's name bumani had a t-shirt yeah. on you know who bumani is right yeah,
1: yeah bumani jones
2: but bumani jones thank you bumani jones got a lot of controversy because he was while well, he was on his show his estn show he was wearing a a shirt a jersey and on the jersey it said the caucasians okay and it had a logo of, uh, of a person who quite honestly looked like Donald Trump on the jersey. And, the name of it, and, and it looked like the Cleveland, India jersey, but it was called the Caucasians. He was making a point. He was making a point. All right. And, and, and little to my, little, little known to me at that time that he was making a point because of what's going on in Cleveland right now. All right. If you don't, if you don't know what I'm talking about, look at look up Bamani Jones on Google or somewhere, and look up Bamani Jones, Caucasian Jersey, and you'll see what I'm talking about. So, Cleveland fan, take a look at that, okay? And 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 this isn't about tradition or anything like that. This is downright wrong.
1: And and the brass and and you, you could say that's not as offensive because. That is how folks are listed um, a lot of times in applications in a lot of places. And the brass made him take the shirt off. They made him do it after you know in the show. They, they, you know, I think they made him cover it up or whatever later in the one of later segments. So if they're gonna do that for that, and that was kind of weird that ESPN would even do that, given the fact that they are promoting the Redskins and the Cleveland Indians, and they making money right. off of it. That's a whole other topic. Um, and I, 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 Bomani's one of my favorite people, even though he, he blocked me on my RSG, D. Wilson, I don't even know what I did. So, I, I you know, at some point, we'll cross paths. <laughs> so I'll be like, what, what's going on, brother? Um, But, um, but, I mean, you're right. And this just makes no sense. And you wonder why LeBron wears a Yankee hat to Cleveland Stadium. So, right. That's, 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 that, you know, that's, 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 what's he going to do? What's he going to do? And this is something that, there's so many other ways. You just got your football team back a little while ago. Come on now, be happy with all this stuff. it's could. It's, it's, it's first, the Cleveland India doesn't even fit the city. There's got to be a better name for a baseball team in Cleveland. Like we should. We should. I, maybe we should get on Twitter and come up. Like, what would the? That's not even a name I think fits Cleveland. Like that's. If I were starting up to uh, to get a name for a baseball team. I wouldn't start with that for a name for Cleveland. Mm -mm. So there's even better names for Cleveland that would be probably more appropriate, more aligned with who Cleveland is as a city. So it's an opportunity to, to to really bring something together that can actually, you know, bring the city together and unite it. Who knows? You know,
2: I, I, I'm surprised at professional sports that, you know, where you have colleges, they have, and I want I want I want to touch on this a little bit. You've had colleges that's changed the names of their schools, uh, logo, their nicknames and stuff that weren't nearly as offensive as the Cleveland Indians or the Washington Redskins. Yep. Let me just give you a quick example. Here, where I am, Eastern Michigan University, uh, they used to be were formerly known as the Hurons, and what that was, the Hurons was an Indian tribe that settled in this area, okay? And they have a river named after them, the Huron River. And they were known as the Hurons, the Eastern Michigan Hurons. Their logo looked very similar to the Chicago Blackhawks logo, the profile of an Indian head, not as detailed in, in the school colors. They changed the school colors. I mean, they changed them to from the Hurons to the um, to, to the Eagles. They became the Eastern Michigan University Eagles, all right? The same thing with the University of Miami of Ohio, who was also at one time known as the Redskins and changed the name of their school to the Red Hawks, all right? Uh, the St. John's University School, the basketball school in New York, they were called the Redmen, and they changed their name to the Red Storm or something to that effect, okay? So you had these schools. You had They, they fully understood how offensive they were. They were they were, they were uh, institutions of higher learning. And why there is such a debate at the professional level After you're not going to lose any money. In fact, you, all you have to do is look at the Washington Bullets, or it used to be the Washington Bullets, who are now the Washington Wizards, and changed it because the owner thought that when they were talking about the Bullets, he, was talk, he thought they were talking about crime in the city. And so he changed the name of his team. All right? But I don't understand why when we're talking about racist and something something that that this racism that's what it is that at this point that you can't you can't be more of a forward thinker and do something about this but but i I applaud the cleveland indian um organization to this point they're taking the logo off but they need to go a lot further and fans y'all need to really get it together
1: Yeah, I mean, when you're talking about some of the things that people were saying, and in front of all these kids, y'all should know better. It's the adults, man, some of these adults have lost their mind. They They're just totally lost. lost. But we'll we'll get back to that. Um, Shohei Atani, I think I got it right. <laughs> going old <That's> school, <laughs> both sides of the plate. I'm like, who is this guy? They're talking about D H and like this. This is like. This is like college baseball or something. This was like, yeah. like this. Is not major league. Like, and somebody would allow him to do that? Explain to people who don't know who he is why this, this is a phenomenon. Like, it's not somebody who just came up through our own baseball system. He came what from Japan? Like, came from Japan. Explain, t- tell us who he is because he just sounds so fascinating.
2: Okay, so here's Shohei Otani. Okay, so for for even uh, baseball geeks. If you watched this guy through the spring, you still didn't know who he was. All right? He's another one of these Japanese players that's got all of this hype. If you remember uh, Tanaka, that's with the Yankees, okay? Uh, they All these teams start bidding on these players. You know, Yu Darvish was another one. Um, one that we all know, Ichiro Suzuki. Okay, what happens with a lot of these Japanese players is they got these teams who've got the bid on them because they can't just draft them or do anything else like you would with anybody else. So players coming from overseas and even players coming from Cuba, so even players like um, Yasiel Puig or um, players like that, you have to understand that they have to bid on these players. Okay, uh, Cespedes, they have to, the teams have to bid on these players and their agents will go to the highest bidder. All right, so it's a crapshoot. They they they're already professional players in their in their own in their own countries, and they come over here to to the major leagues and they make something out of themselves. Well, here's Shohi Atani. He's supposed to be this pitcher. They talk about him being this two-way player. Now, in baseball here in the United States, you know your pitchers just don't pitch. They don't hit. Okay, unless they're playing a National League team, and they, you know I think they've got a career uh, batting average of less than. But this guy is an old-school throwback. All right, he's one of the guys, he's a pitcher, but he's a baseball player. Okay, he's a hitter. So anyway, if you looked at it, if you watched him during the uh, spring training, he looked like he was going to be an absolute bust. All right, he he couldn't find the plate if you gave him a GPS. And didn't nobody see him do that much hitting. All right, And, and he was an afterthought. And I can tell you that the week before the season started, People were concerned. Baseball pundits was concerned that maybe the, uh, the the Angels got taken on this player. Well, lo and behold, what have we seen since the, since the lights have come up? Not only did he did he take a perfect game into the seventh inning this this already this season. All right, he has been pitching lights out his his two outings so far in this short season. But oh, by the way, oh, by the way, okay, he happens to be a a, a, a very professional hitter, and I mean jacking home runs, three, four hundred feet. All right, this is a pitcher here. The Angels have done something this year, D, that you have never seen before. And what is that? You have a pitcher, a starting pitcher, actually DHing. That you have put him in the lineup to hit. That's incredible. In 2018, mm-hmm. we're seeing that. Now, clearly, we're ten games into the season. All right, But this guy's already hit two home runs. He's almost pitched a perfect game. He is the MVP and the Cy Young of April. All right, <laughs> it, 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 It's, it's going to be a lot for him to sustain that. But he is worth watching right now. He's worth the price of, the, of admission. The Angels are doing a fabulous job as long as they stay on the West Coast. It's going to be interesting to see when he has to travel east all right, what what happens. But right now, he is the story of the early season.
1: Yeah, and I mean, and the thing about it is, you know, there's always this case made about, you know, know, can uh, a pitcher win, you know, kind of the MVP? Well, a person like this, if he's pitching the way he's pitching, like the Cy Young and the MVP, and he's hitting, now he's having a greater impact on the game and so this is a legitimate if he continues on this trend and there might be some things that go off but even close to this trend and they're winning and they're doing well his contribution becomes broader now you got somebody who could be a Cy Young candidate and an MVP candidate and he's what and like 23 year. Year, and he's in a rookie a year he's 23 years yeah. old I mean this is just it's- like what is going on over there in Japan
2: but here's the thing, now, okay, and and, and you got to be careful uh, of fool's gold. You definitely got to be careful of fool's gold, especially this early in the year, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, because you got so many guys. They they they. You still got pitchers that haven't pitched a lot in spring training, and they're really grooving a lot of pitches. We, I, and, I, and I'm talking. I'm really talking two two baseball seasons this year, okay? I'm talking two leagues right now. I'm not talking. American League and National League. I'm talking East Coast Baseball and West Coast Baseball, okay? In West Coast Baseball, you got the, the the batters are more free swingers. The pitchers are trying to find the plate. The weather is not as much of a factor. And so he's able to really groove it and really let it loose on some hitters who are still trying to find their way. Plus, you know they they're serving him up some stuff early in the year okay he goes and there's some pictures that he's seeing right now in April that he probably won't see uh in July and August or June and July or May and June so this is why you want to take an opportunity to really pay close attention to him this is why it's always fools gold in the first first month and a half of the season because guys are still trying to get their get their bearings together but for right now he's as good as advertised the problem with the angels now is where are they going to do? He can't be both in the major leagues, all right? I'm telling you right now, he cannot be both. He's not going to be able to pitch every fifth day and then go out there and hit, all right? Something is going to break down. Otherwise, he's going to either he's going to become a serious hitter or, you know, he's going to have to be a serious pitcher because this is still the major leagues, okay? And pitchers have no problem. They have no problems at all taking their liberties and throwing a little chin music on him. All right, so mm. the, that that becomes a dilemma here because there's still some end game that's going to go on. Ain't nobody going to just let him sit here and clown in the American League. I mean, in in, in the uh,
1: major leagues, <laughs> you know that. <laughs> I'm over here in this that's how, here. I was thinking, like, oh. you know, somebody, but he throws like a hundred and something miles an hour. So if you throw at me, you don't want to get up. With, so that's that's, that's, so that's my point. But you... but
2: you know, it, it, here's the thing: okay, you got professional hitters, man. Mm-hmm. Um that uh they'll they'll tell you that you 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 sometimes you just can't find it and see what you don't want to do is have that guy in the batting cage when he needs to be in the in the you know in the bullpen and it, i mean this, this is why you got these pitchers in the national league they come up and they hit every fifth day and they might get batting practice the day they're gonna pitch and that's it. Okay, and so that's what if they're going to preserve him, he's a nice novelty right now, early in the season. When it's when when you know you got the season just two weeks old, but we'll see we'll see. This this is a story. This this is a player to keep our eye on.
1: Well, we just we tease y'all. So you know when you see that when you see that when you see that Hank drops that next uh inside the park, you better copy it. You better listen to it. That's a teaser. What you gonna get right between your dome? You listen to RSG One Mike. Uh, we are uh, about to enter the cipher and leave uh, the open mic. Uh, this is where we get in the heart of it. But you know, we lathered up right now, so let's go right to the cipher. Call <laughs> the call the call call the cipher. So we got we got uh, two big topics we want to hit uh, because we're at the crossroads in the spring. We got so much sports going on. And so we normally would just go one topic. we got a couple of topics we want to hit uh, 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 in this first segment. Then our second segment of Cypher will hit something else. But I saw this interesting article out. I think ESPN uh, put it out. And it's something I've been saying for a while. Whenever we talk about NFL drafts and the conversations around quarterbacks, um, I, they had this article on the history of the NFL poorly evaluating quarterbacks. Mm -hmm. I'm not only saying that, but also, I think, coaching them. (laughs) I'll add the other piece. And so it was something that, you know, as as Hank and I start to get into this NFL draft preparation, um, quarterback obviously is always that marquee position that people are talking about. And you hear all of these conversations, and, you know, I've just been over and over again. I mean, you think about, uh, I remember when Cam came out. Now, I I heard the way they were evaluating. I'm like, are we watching the same game? Uh, uh, with you know, with Cam coming out and uh, Deshaun coming out last year, and I was like, Are we watching this guy? You saw him against Alabama twice. He looked like, and everybody acts surprised when he's doing what." And so you 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 see, you know, the evaluation and the development. Um, Hank, when when you look at this, I mean, do you do you do you? Do you share the belief that they just have been poor in the evaluation, and if so, what what would you attribute that to? You
2: know what? You absolutely, I absolutely believe it because there's some things that they that they put criteria on these quarterbacks, and it just drives me crazy. All right, it drives me absolutely nuts. I don't know what happens at the pro level, D, that that all of a sudden they become so smart, and that they've got all of these analytics and all of these things that's supposed to quantify this quarterback being able to, uh, what they call, translate to the next level. Look, when you play Pop Warner Ball, you know, I got to break it down this way, okay, so you can fully understand. <laughs> when you when you play Pop Warner Ball, right, if you pick kids, when we look at kids at Pop Warner, could they play football or could they not? Right? That's right. Are they talented enough to play the game or are they not? All right, when you get to the collegiate level, all right, when they're recruiting kids to come to your school, I'm going to kids that can play ball, right? And then when you look at them and you watch them play, you put them in these positions based upon what? Their talent, their ability to play the game. Are they cerebral enough to play the game? Do they have the talent to play the game? Are, do. Can they? Are they winners? Do they have those intangibles, right? All of a sudden they get to the pro level, and all of a sudden it is such a rigid Criteria that it absolutely is ignorant, and then all of a sudden, what they want to do is they want to pigeonhole the quarterback based upon this rigid criteria that no other position think about this for a minute. No other position truly has to have. Every other position in the NFL, you you, first and foremost, you got to have the talent to do it, you got to have the speed, the strength, the quickness, whatever, to do it. Secondly, um. If you're not good enough, you're not gonna play. Then you gotta be able to 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 cerebrally, you know, get to the game. You gotta be able to to know what you're doing on the game in the game. All right. You gotta be smart enough to play. You gotta be having it between the ears, except for quarterback. This is why they keep dropping the ball and kicking that sucker out of bounds. All right, because they wanna say stuff like. Michael Vick don't translate to the next level. They want to say stuff like Russell Wilson don't translate to the next level. Yet they want to say stuff like this quarterback out of um, Wyoming who's never won a thing should be going in the first or second round. you want to talk about Carson Wentz, Carson Wentz won championships at North Dakota State. Okay, Jared Goff was getting it done at California, if you want to talk about that. All right? Those guys look good and they they, they had the intangibles. But but when you see players like Matthew Stafford, all right? Matthew Stafford is the same quarterback he was at Georgia. All right? Cam Newton is the same quarterback he was at at Auburn. Okay? Deshaun Watson is the same quarterback he was at, at Clemson. What does that mean, boys and girls? That means they can play the position. Okay? Lamar Jackson is another one that's controversial. Because LeBron Jackson is an, is an extreme talent. But you will have some k- scouts, and that boy will drop in the, in, the, in the draft because they say it does, his, his game doesn't translate to the next level. It's ridiculous. You're absolutely right. The reason why a lot of them fail is because they try to pitch and hold these players into something that they're not. Instead of playing to their talents, developing them to their talents, and then helping them uh, become better athletes at that position. All right, they dropped the ball on Tom Brady. Tom Brady had a decent arm at Michigan. Tom Brady had no foot speed. Tom Brady was very smart. Tom Brady led comebacks at Michigan. Okay, it wasn't Tom Brady's fault that his coach was a buffoon, but he had the intangibles once he got to the next level, got with the right coach, and now he's the same player. He made, but guess what? He was captain comeback at Michigan, he's captain comeback right now with the New England Patriots. He's just with a better organization. You following me? What the problem is, is that they, I don't know why it is they got to have a quarterback with a big, strong arm. He's got to be so tall. He got to be all this. He got to be all that. But if he ain't never won nothing, he ain't going to win nothing with you. And that's what I see the problem is with the, with the NFL and with quarterbacks and why they're so bad at evaluating it because nobody else has that criteria. Okay? If you were Barry Sanders or if you were Earl Campbell. If you're a running back and you can get through the hole, you're scoring touchdowns, we're going to draft you. But
1: yeah, you're Yep. I mean, you hit it right on the head. And, and I mean, the other one, like, Bridgewater's hands are not big enough. I'm like, okay, now we measure. Exactly. Hands. All I did, when I looked at him, on, uh, when I looked at him when he was playing at Louisville, he won games against good competition. I don't know how big his hands were when he winning them, but that ball looked like it was getting from him to the other person and he was making it happen. And so, and part of it is when you're when you're when you're getting your talent from a place that is doing some cookie cutter work with them in the college game, where they're running the spread offenses, and you know it's the uh, it's the uh, the catch and throw <laughs> kind of thing, where you're where you're just you're, you're just catching that ball and throwing it right back out there for those quick routes there's some mm-hmm. developmental stuff you got to come into the conversation with anyway and so to evaluate like these kids most of them are going to be ready made some of them will have still good rookie years but there's still development to go with that is not i think part of the problem is you're not evaluating for the trajectory you see this player going exactly and and i think that's part of the problem with why some people have been successful at quarterbacks and some haven't is that I think they've always taken quarterbacks. I think Philadelphia with a quarterback coach, with an offensive coordinator who was a former quarterback and the head coach with a quarterback, you got a lot of quarterbacks at different levels. You got starters, backups, and they understand that there's a process and, and they, they built the playbook to be good for where he is now. And he could be great. Doing that because they built it in a way that he could win, but they could take advantage of what he could do now. And they knew in year two, if he wouldn't have gotten hurt, they're going to add more to that playbook. And you, you right. don't see a you don't see a plan. You, you don't see a plan with with when folks are bringing these players in. So I think it's the most poorly evaluated, poorly coached, and you see the separation when you look at organizations who got it right. Right, you, you can see it, and it's the difference in why they win, or at least they, they're in the top half of the league on a regular basis because they got a system around that. Uh, so I think you're hitting it right on the head, man. Uh, this is a topic we got to pay attention to as we get closer to the draft and and, and kind of seeing where some of these quarterbacks will go. And then as we get into next year, to kind of see you know how it all materializes over the next year or two. But it's a fascinating conversation. Uh, it's interesting that folks are – i Are I, I looking into this. You listen to RSG One Mike. You here with Devon and Hank. Um, we're in the middle of the uh, uh, of the cipher, uh, doing our thing. You know, you know. Call the the cipher. I like I like to do that drop really good to get it going on. Um, when we come back, it's NBA time. We're closing out. We got to figure out. Who's doing what when. There's a lot going on, man. Pieces are moving. Folks it's like it's like moving day. Uh uh when when you look at the uh PJ tournament and 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 tennis, they always talk about that moving day. Everybody gotta move up and down that lineup and and uh people gotta make some moves. I mean, there's some bunches going on. Folks who are in third could be in the eighth lot. Some people could be out, you know. This thing is something else and and based on how these things fly get set up, could there be some interesting, you know, uh upsets brewing? Because you know matchups of everything. Matchups of everything. And I know there's some teams that certain people don't want to see. So Hank and I'll talk about that when we come back uh after this musical interlude.
2: I'm the greatest thing to ever live. And I don't have a mark on my face. Yeah. And i upset, son, and listen, And I just turned 22 years old. I must be the greatest. Right. I told you. the world I talk to God every day. If God's whipping the Kalos out of you, i I'm just not uh, the world. Brother. I'm, yeah, God. I'm not the real God. Cassius. Wait a minute, wait a minute, Cassius. Yes. I am the king of the world. Hold it, hold it, hold, I'm hold it. I'm Hold it, you're not that pretty. I'm a bad man. Right. Hey, this is Ben Miller, 2018 RSG Tourney Challenge winner
1: on the Real Sports Guy. Yeah, that was Ben Miller, our our, our 2018 Tourney Challenge. Uh, we had a chance to play his interview uh, with Ben. Uh hope you're listening. it was been good. We're in the middle of the cipher. Uh, we just finished talking about, you know, quarterbacks and whether or not the NFL does a good job of evaluating quarterbacks, and I would add developing it was based on the article on ESPN.com, a really good article that kind of got into kind of, um, the history of the NFL evaluation of quarterbacks. And so, but now we're going to change and turn a little bit. We, we, we got, we into the NBA it's Monday and people are trying to line up where they going to be, you know, Utah could clinch, I believe, uh, the, the, the third seed, um, you know, if they uh, if they win over the Lakers, um, uh, and uh, they could finish there, you got you, you got teams like Oklahoma City, San Antonio, New Orleans, Minnesota, Denver. Yeah, you, know, you got all these people trying to fight for those, those those four spots. You got you got Houston kind of locked with Golden State into those top two seats. and 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 and, and uh, you know, and nobody really wants to play the Jazz. I just I just want to say that nobody just wants to play jazz at all. Uh they just want to not jazz. You got Philly on this incredible run in the East. Um I think they got 14 consecutive games they've won. Um you got Indiana who we've talked about uh you know, just kind of in previous talks, they've kind of been an interesting team and they they are uh, going to be looking at um you know, uh probably you know, in the mix with one of the top four seeds uh, uh, out there in the East. Um, Toronto's, um, you know, holding down right now, but, you know, keeping a close lock on it, but they're sitting at that number one seed um, as well. Um, You know, uh, Cleveland's in the mix, and Cleveland could get to a couple things, but I'm not sure what LeBron cares about in terms of, you know, where they're going to be seeded. I think they believe they can win on the road there's a lot going on in this NBA season down the stretch and and the NBA over the past five, six, seven years has, has, uh, 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 has, has been, um, it it has, has been taken over, right. They've been, they've been, uh, trying to, own everything from this point on into June, and so uh, and now that soap opera is going because there's just a lot of storylines. Hank, hey, man, I'm just laying stuff out here. I'm just talking to myself. I'm all over the place. I think you have to help me bring some coherency to this. <laughs> well, look,
2: I look at. I, I got. I got to tell you, you know, it's been it's been interesting last last few months. Watching the NBA, you, and if you really been paying close attention, you you start to see some storylines start to show up. Okay, um, the most interesting one to me, you know, is if if things kind of like stay like they are today, you're going to have Golden State start the playoffs against Oklahoma City. All right, you can't tell me that's not going to be a bad blood series. Okay, you're going to have Oklahoma City's big three you know with, with with Anthony Harden and I mean I'm sorry not Harden uh with with Anthony um um Westbrook and uh what w- I'm sorry uh and Paul and George and there's, and there's, and Paul George thank you that's what i was thinking Paul George and you got them going against two of the big three at least until uh Steph comes back now Steph is not uh planning to come back until they say maybe even the second round and he said he hasn't had any setbacks but I watched the game last week between them two. Okay, they was going back and forth, back and forth. This is a—I just don't think this is a series that Golden State wants. Okay, mm-hmm. I think there's enough animosity in the hearts of Westbrook that he's going to be able to to, to pass on uh, to the rest of that team that they're going to really give him some fits. That's one I'm keeping an eye on. The other one which is going to be a disappointment. I'm taking – I think Milwaukee takes out Boston. I think the Kyrie Irving injury, uh, as devastating as it is, I think that this up-and-coming Milwaukee team is going to get this team fixed. I think that that might be one. We're looking at something that's going to make us go, uh-oh. A lot of people are going to look to that, but I think that's one that, that we need to keep our eye on as well, D, because, again – how is Boston going to react? Because the reason why they got Kyrie was to move out of the East and get to the finals, and now their their, their chip is gone. He's going, you know, their injury is devastating. He's gone throughout the whole playoffs, so that, that's going to be one we need, we need to look at too. Um, the other one, like I said, uh, the Houston, Houston right now, you might as well just just lock, to me, you just lock them in till you get to the finals, and then it all depends on who's standing there next to them. Okay, and I mean the Western Conference Finals. And what mm-hmm. happens? Uh, what happens uh, once they get there? Who are they standing up against? All right, because the rest of the, the rest of these uh, matchups, again, it's going to be good basketball. I look forward to the Portland San Antonio uh, mm-hmm. matchup if that's that way. Simply because, to me, I think this has got to be the last hurrah. Don't you think it's got to be the last hurrah of and Tony Parker? All right, it's got to be. Aldridge is taking a little bit better role. Um, but, uh, you know, th- th- that young man, the other young man that we ain't heard from, we talked about him last week. You know, yeah, is, Ka- he gonna, is he going to come back?
1: Yeah. yeah, is he when coming he back? Gets.
2: What's going on with Kawhi Leonard? Uh,
1: he, he's in the witness protection program. I've, I've been watching this <laughs> this show, uh, uh, Queen of the South. Maybe they got him. <laughs> you, know? Uh, you know what? He the sad thing him. about that,
2: though, is that, you know, yeah. Tony, he needs to shut up. Okay, yeah. I know we kind of talked about this last time. Tony Parker needs to shut up. They need if they're gonna make this run, if they're gonna make this last run, they're gonna need Kawhi Leonard. All yes. right, they're gonna need him. And then whatever happens that after that happens, but they're gonna need him. They're not getting through Houston, and they're not getting through Golden State. They're not getting through uh, Oklahoma City without Kawhi Leonard. That's just that's just I'm telling you right now that's a given. All right, the East. Again, when you look at the East, again, uh, Indiana, the, you know, like you said, you got the Peyton place that is the Cleveland Cavaliers. Yeah. You know, I, I, I just, I just wonder how much LeBron James can coach and play this time. You know, <laughs> I mean, this one, because you know he got him a whole new squad, and you know he ain't Superman. Everybody wants to claim he is. But that's going to take a lot to get out of the East this year. There's some teams that just ain't going to roll over and play dead with this. And, and I'm telling you right now, they missing, they're they going to miss uh, Kyrie Irving on Cleveland this year. They're going to miss him.
1: Yeah, I mean, and it's hard, to, you know, it's hard to know because they're kind of pulling that group together. They've had some injuries, some slowdowns. Um, so you don't know how they're going to click. Um, and, if you know, if they if they get on Cleveland – I mean Indiana, which you know Indiana and Ola uh, Depot, uh, and you uh, know the, the way those guys are playing, you know they're not going to just lay down. You know they're trying to no. reestablish themselves. Uh, but if they let's say they get out of there um, and are able to rest and use that as some practice time, the one thing about it, if they can get out of these rounds early, like the first round early, what's different in the regular season is if if the if the teams are playing end up playing a long series it almost allows them to have the kind of training camp to work on some things that they didn't have a chance to do. And that's the importance of this first round for them to have long-term success. If they can get out of this first round, you know, if they can sweep out of this first round and play against somebody who's, who may give them another week of rest where they can actually run a camp and kind of work on some things that they couldn't work on in the middle of the season. Cause you're going from city to city and there's just not enough practice time but you could actually really do some practice time and shoot some things up, they got some kids, some guys who are talented enough to do it and can kind of put it together in that kind of run. And if they do that kind of stuff going through the series, through the, I mean, through the, through the East, if they use their time wisely on the downtime, they can jump on these teams and not play long series, that would be a big benefit because out West, there's going to be some long series. I mean, yeah. even the Houston-Minnesota game I I, series, I don't think they're going to sweep them. You know they might Houston, Minnesota might get too, you know, and and really to tell you, Houston probably should sweep Minnesota with all the injuries they got, but they right. they're gonna show up and have heart uh, uh, there, and it's gonna be a battle all the way through that West. Um, I, I mean, it's not one of those things where it might end up in, but the Philadelphia Miami series is interesting because you got some young cats in that that could create a, a, a rivalry against these young cats, and. There's gonna be a lot of talking. You got you got you what you got your boy Whitehead and and and, and uh, you you got you got trust the process over there playing playing uh, talking junk to everybody. You know there could be them some young cats. You know and then you got old D Wade. You know doing his thing. There could be a, that one could be an interesting one just for the future. You know between those two organizations, young mm-hmm. is going at it. Then the Toronto Washington one could be really because Washington, I they think they better in Toronto, even though they haven't proved it. But you know, if, if they're coming in full goal, that one could be interesting because you don't know if Toronto is going to play the same style because you know some teams play two different styles. I always call I call it the um, the Supersonics phenomenon when Gary Payton them used to win like 60 some games, running about the gym. But you got to the playoffs and they started forcing them into the half-court game. They were a different team. Are they going to allow their bench to go that deep? Is that super sub setup they got going with all the best players, is he going to let his rotation go deep or is he going to shorten it? You know, you know is DeRozan going to start still shoot them threes or is he going to go with old faithful mid-range jumper into the rim? You know, those are the things. Are you going to revert back? To the things you know right. in in the, in, the, in, the, in the so that could be an interesting matchup just because Washington has not really even been together all year and maybe they just gel maybe they focus in the in the in the in the playoffs and like you said Boston is walking wounded but you know it's you know they're gonna coach they're gonna coach them and then you got Milwaukee you got the you got the Greek the the, the freak of the week you know he gonna he's gonna have some posters so yeah there's a lot of energy around this man and uh I'm excited to. To see uh, what's going to happen. What are some possible upsets? Like I, you 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 talked about a couple, but I mean, I gotta tell you something.
2: Yeah. I I, I look at this, I could see a bunch of. I wanted to ask you this too. You know, uh, I'm I'm gonna throw this series out, and then I want you to I want you to kind of break it down, because you kind of did. There's two things I want to say. First of all, I'm looking at this Philadelphia and Miami series, okay? Yep. And Philly has been, well, basically now they're calling them the city of champions. They just took the college basketball men's championship and they got the Super Bowl. And you got some folks saying the way the, the, the 76ers are playing right now, they're the next ones, the air apparent to the next championship coming up. But you know as well as I do, if you've been watching basketball, for as long as we've been watching basketball, there is something about playoff experience that you could be running the, the you could be running folks out the gym the whole regular season. But then you get to the playoffs and that playoff experience starts to take over. Look at this Philly and Miami series and you got the KG veteran over there, Dwayne Wade. Okay? If you talk about one where everybody wants to see the weird kids step up and do something in this Philly love, this this brotherly love year. But now you got the KG veteran you could have something go on there that no one even talked or thought about. What say you?
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, this is this is an interesting series because there's, you know, so many things, the playoffs are just different, right? And so how much is, uh, uh, that these teams are doing will translate. Well, you know you got a coach uh, uh, and, and a team and an organization in Miami that understands the playoffs. Right. They understand the playoffs um, and they, they got, you know, you got some cats Like now if you look at it, um, you know, a, 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 a guy like, uh, you know, uh, 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 you got, you got, you got uh, Josh Richardson, you got, you got D Wade being at vet. You got, you got Dragic who's a point guard who can, who can make some Wayne Ellington has been playing solid and doing some interesting things. Then you got Whiteside, who's kind of this cat who could just when he wants to play, he's a beast when he wants to play. And so you got a guy that can um you know, if this you got Kelly Olick, who's got playoff experience, a big. You got you, so you got some players here who can 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 really pull some things together and you got a coach that knows how to do the kind of playoff ball. Then you look over at Philadelphia, and you got some guys over there who are like they are trying to work to own the league. <laughs> you're like you know, right. you're talking about talent there that is next level talent, but they don't have all the experience. They got some really good, solid players, but they don't have all the experience. And where I think is going to be it's going to be interesting is one of the struggles they got right now, and this is how interesting it is. I mean he's been having an amazing season. But Ben Simmons don't shoot free well free throws well down the stretch, right? Oh, no. Your point guard, your best ball handler, right? Is not someone who who's struggling down the stretch with, with free throws and balls. So you got a lot of tight games where Cat's gonna have the ball in his hands, he got to make plays. Is he going to be in a position to be able to finish those games. And that's the part, you know, obviously you know they they got 14 straight, but streaks are kind of they got they hide some things. They hide some bad things. Um but the question is, you know, are these are these guys going to be able to put together this same kind of thing down the stretch? They got depth, they got everything they need to have. But their best ball player, their best ball handler is not their best free throw shooter. Right? right. I think to me That's a struggle. He shot what he shot 33% last night, Yeah, two for six, you know, and that matters in the playoffs, you know, you know, that matters in the playoffs. And so, but they got depth. They got all the, they got all the right players. They got depth here. Um, I think it's going to be a tight series because it's their first series. It'll be a good test for them. I think they'll prevail. Um, in that first series if they match up with Miami. Uh, But I think it's going to be harder than you think. Because, you know, Dwayne, he can put them old man games. He can put one or two old man games on you. That's my point.
2: (laughs) And and, and the thing is about playoffs and playoff composure, you know, you got these young kids, and I mean, uh, and they've been clowning. And they, they are one of the more, because of their drafts, they're one of the more talented teams now in the East, you know, to supplant Cleveland. But the thing is, do they get their comeuppance or do they move on? That's what—that's the one that I kind of look at. I gotta ask you another question, though, D. Mm-hmm. Okay, now I know we did this for the, we did this on the college side, but mm-hmm. you got—but we gotta do it on the pro level. We gotta do it on mm-hmm. We gotta do a Can't trust it on the pro level, man. Mm-hmm. And my can't trust it is, <laughs> you Gotta do it. I, Mike D'Antoni. Mike oh, D'Antoni. Come yes. Come on, man. Come on. He done
1: had he, some he, of the he, baddest he's, he's, in the he's NBA. A, hey, go yeah, back he, and look at
2: San <laughs> Come the coach. He's the Bill
1: Self of, of, of pro basketball. He Come on, man.
2: He done coach. He done had the Matrix. He done had, he done had some thoroughbred. Okay? And look here. Figured out a way to, 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 to snatch uh, uh defeat uh snatch victory or the defeat for the jaws of victory. He just there's something about him and his game and, and and I don't know if it translates. And as good as Houston has played this year, all right, can you trust Mike D'Antoni? Okay, when it starts, when when the rubber gets meets the road, there are some coaches that know how to coach in the playoffs. Okay, in the West, we know this. Okay, you had the defending champs. You've got Pop over there. You've got you know. Come on, now he's got the best record. All right, and he's going to go against Mitchell. I promise you. You said it. You said it. that series might go a lot longer than it should. Think about that, man. I gotta hear it. Yeah, what say you?
1: Yeah, and you—I and you, mean—and and Chris Paul them I and going in and out of injury and stuff like that. Right. I, I'm with you. I, I, he's on my—he's on my can't trust it list. He's—he's he's one of them cats that. I mean, we've seen it before. We've seen it back in the back in the day with with uh, with the Sonics, man. George Karl was one of them cats that we used oh, to be on my Carl. list. Man. He, made, <laughs> he, he used to make me mad when he played that finals against the Bulls, and he had he had Peyton, the best defender in the league, guard Hershey Hawkins. I mean, it's just decisions okay. like that 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 yes. make you think: Why are you coaching? Like exactly. you don't know your player. You don't know who you exactly. got playing for you. What did, made you think it was that Gary Payton? It, 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 Gary Payton looked like a sick dog over in the corner guard 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 guard, Brad, uh, guard your boy looking over at michael go to work that right, that's right. what happens and those are the kind of decisions thethony makes uh uh as well so i'm with you on that man and i don't know um i i'm not i'm not and you gotta you got to factor in uh that that uh um uh that they had to the meltdown at the end of the last, the playoffs last year where Harden exactly. just kind of looked like he gave up. So, I mean, there's a lot of demons like winning a championship for them. They got some demons to exercise. You got Chris Paul, who's never what, been out of the first round, never won a series. I don't think. Right. So
2: exactly. there's a they number won.
1: of number of players in there that got to exercise some demons. They got to exercise some demons. And that's what makes me nervous. If I'm a Houston fan is that I would be
2: too. Your coach's your coach's pedigree is raggedy, okay? Because he's had some <laughs> players, okay? You all you got to do is go and look at the Phoenix team he had. All right, he oh, yeah. had some players, and and he absolutely just butchered it. He's worse than Bill Self, you know. So I look at this team, and and and, and, and just it just you have to take pause. We got to watch that Minnesota series because if that series becomes a series. I'm telling you right now, Houston is not getting out the West. Okay? Because I promise you, at least, if he, he better not have to go against Popovich. He can lose his job. Because Popovich will, will coach circles around him.
1: And S- Scott Brooks is on my can not trust it list, but he's coming in at eight seed, so if he loses, he loses.
2: Right. But he's
1: always been my can not trust list because he did OK City. But Dwayne Casey, as much as I like him, you you don't watch Toronto and believe they're going to continue that in the playoffs. No. Are they going to panic? Even though they got all the pieces, they got my boy Fred Van Fleet out there doing his thing. They got that bench squad going. Are they going to play that way? Like the Pistons would play that way. Chuck would play that way in the playoffs. Like he would translate that from the regular season to playoffs. Chuck did that better than anybody. His depth continued in the playoffs. He didn't shorten it too much. There might be a series he might have shortened it a little bit, but that depth, Sally his cats who were coming off in the regular season, were coming off the bench in the playoffs. Does he, does Casey, even, let's say you go down one game, can you stay disciplined enough to stay with it? Right. Right. We don't know yet. He's a great coach, but you're talking about a championship coach. He's got to get to that point um, there. And that's the one that makes me know. Scott Brooks is always on my can't trust list. I just. <laughs> He just, he just own it. He just own it. And I I don't know what to say to get him off of it, but I can't trust him. So yeah, we're right. We got, we got a couple of folks that we got to, watch, but yeah, my, my Bill Self Award goes to D'Antoni.
2: <laughs> <laughs> he's my
1: Bill, he's my Bill Self for the NBA. That's what, that's what I would say all the way through and through. Um, Who, who, who is a player that you want to see shine? in this uh, in this playoff like you want to see go to the next level and I got one that I want to see I want to see that Portland backcourt translate what they did towards the end of the season to the playoffs I I want to see they feel like they should get to a point where they should be starting to win these series they they look like feel good they just don't execute and I would I would like to see vote that Portland backcourt do what they supposed to do. Am I asking too much to, to say, Portland, we want y'all to put it together? It's time for y'all to... Y'all got too much talent, man.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Too much talent, and it showed on that stretch. When you talk about Damian Lillard, Lillard and you talk about C.J. McCallum, it's time for them to get them through A-A-A-A series. Am, am I asking too much? But it's just like they should. Is, they, I look at that team, they got so much depth, the way they've been dominating, they should be able to get their team through a series. Um, that's going to be – they should beat San Antonio. With San Antonio looking like what they're right now, they should be San Antonio 4-1. That's the difference in the talent that San Antonio put on the floor versus they put it on the floor. And I like and I like their coach. Terry was Terry you, know, you,
2: you, you know, I mean, you 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 um you make you make a, a valid point. They because we thought they were going to make that move a couple of years ago when they yep. were pushing Golden State. So we thought that yep. they were the next they were the heir apparent. Because they yep. look good, and looked like they were on their way. So, so you know, you, you're absolutely right on that. Um, I mean, they, I, they, I they
1: they should they should put the final nail <laughs> in them two old vets' coffin right there.
2: Yeah, they they should. And again, it's kind of hard for me because you know I, I got two players I want to see get off. One's not playing yet, mm-hmm. okay, and that's Kawhi. I really yeah. want to see Kawhi come out and do his thing. Okay, I want him to be the next face of the San Antonio Spurs. I want him to shut up Tony Parker, and and and, and take over that team as he should. You know, the other one I want to see is DeRozan. Mm. You know, I, we 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 keep we keep you know we keep we, we we like you said about Toronto. You know, they just no one takes them serious. Okay, right now they got the, they got the best record in the East. No one's taking them serious. And I, for one, want to see somebody take down uh LeBron, okay in the east <laughs> not because of, not, not not because of LeBron hate, but you know LeBron's not going to be in Cleveland next year mm-hmm. okay' it, 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 it's, it's slim and none he's going to be in Cleveland. You've got to have a team that's going to that that that's going to make a push this year in the east, all right that we all thought it was going to be Boston. All right, and it very well could be, but to me, at that point, it just becomes that whoever that is, it's going to be fodder for anybody who comes out the west, in my opinion. But I want to see Toronto make a push. I'm not sold on Philly yet. They have to show me at the playoff level. But Toronto, now is the second and third year in here. I want to see DeRozan take over and do something, you know, that 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 that, that puts them apart, put the Raptors on the map. And that, that's what
1: I like to say. Well, you listen to RSG One Mike. We were in the cipher. We hit a. We had some good big topics there. If you haven't had a chance to, you're kind of checking in. and You haven't heard all. Hey, go to realsportsguys.com. Go, go to uh, Real Sports Guys on all platforms. Hit us up on iTunes um, and check us out. We're gonna let my man Hank drop the mic tonight.
2: You no. Know, B.D., uh, I have to take a step back on this drop-the-mic. April 4th, that just passed last week, marked the 50th anniversary of the assassination of uh, Dr. Martin Luther King, Jr. And as we close tonight, you know, I want to make sure that we've had a lot of conversation. But this was a man that was gunned down, who was trying to speak peace and was trying to speak equality for all races. So I would be remiss if I didn't at least have a couple of his quotes to close tonight's uh, show. Uh, Dr. King once says, darkness cannot drive out darkness, only light can do that. Hate cannot drive out hate, only love can do that. He also said, you can't fly, then run. You can't run, then walk. You can't walk, then crawl. But whatever you do, you have to keep moving forward. It is my prayer tonight that we all continue to do that and remember a great man on his anniversary of his death last last week. That's going to be one mic for tonight. We will see you all next time.
1: Okay. Okay. America is essentially a dream. It is a dream of a land
2: where men of all races,
1: of all Nationalities and of all creeds can live together as brothers. The substance of the dream is expressed in these profound words We hold these truths to be self evident that all men are created equal.
0: Looking for a way to advance your career in healthcare? Northwestern offers a master's in health communication in just one year. Join us for our next information session to hear firsthand how this program, led by world class faculty, prepares you to solve important problems in healthcare. The one year Saturday course structure fits into your working lifestyle and earns you a master's in just one year. Learn more at healthcom with two M's.northwestern.edu. That's healthcom.northwestern.edu. Looking for a way to advance your career in healthcare? Northwestern offers a master's in health communication in just one year. Join us for our next information session to hear firsthand how this program, led by world class faculty, prepares you to solve important problems in healthcare. The one year Saturday course structure fits into your working lifestyle and earns you a master's in just one year. Learn more at healthcom with two M's.northwestern.edu. That's healthcom.northwestern.edu